0: Hot and cold I looked everywhere For what I need But now I know Now I know
1: To SOS. I'm your host Jennifer Elizabeth Masters, and I am so delighted that you're here. I have a fabulous guest joining me this evening, Karim Hamani, and he was born in Karachi, Pakistan. In his childhood, he lived in an extended family. And it's a very interesting culture that he's going to share with us this evening. His mother was not allowed to talk to Kareem's grandfather as a matter of chastity. And it was how women were expected to behave in traditional Eastern culture. His grandfather was a very strong personality, arrogant, controlling, and had a bit of a bad temper. We'll talk about that and how it affected Kareem in just a moment. Kareem felt hopeless and sometimes powerless around him. His father lacked an authoritative presence, and it was his mother who went the extra mile to make sure that her children were protected from abuse and given the best education possible. And many of Kareem's values later in adulthood are the consequence of how his mother raised him. And despite the challenges posed by living in an extended family, he emerged into adult as a discerning and self-aware human being. The horrors of his childhood continued to haunt him long into his adulthood, however, and we'll get into that and how it changed his life in just a moment. And he was put on a spiritual path to confront his karma And achieve a higher consciousness that would help him spotlight all his fears and childhood trauma now he was able to outgrow his inadequacies and we'll talk about that in a moment with a karmic partner from past lives and uh, many of us have had karmic partners and they can be the most challenging he was guided to marry this woman and uh, later break up uh, it was uh his way of facing karmic inadequacies and he grew tremendously through this relationship increasing his power and self-awareness and these tools that he has put in in place help others to achieve the same we're going to be talking to kareem right now kareem welcome to sos i am so delighted to have you here
0: i'm so happy myself jennifer thank you
1: well, I'd like to talk a little bit about your culture and how, um, your home life affected you.
0: I think if I were to, you know, rewind the story of my life a little, go right back into my childhood, I, I was, uh, a very timid, timid child, extremely timid, um, it, you know, as I, as I look back at it, I would say that some of that may have had to do with my challenges from past lives, too. That's why I was born in a family like that where people around me were sort of intimidating. Um, when I would be out there, you know, talking to boys my age or, you know, older than me, I would kind of be a little challenged. And sometimes they would hit me and I wouldn't hit them back. I was just not the kind of person who would hit a person. Hit another guy, uh, person, guy or girl, what wh- whatsoever. So, you know, at home, I-, I feel challenged because I did not have a say in in how um, to express my feelings or thoughts and sort of just uh, uh, be a plaything for how how to be treated by by my elders. So it was very uh, it, the the childhood sort of gave me the impression that uh, you know I. A good boy is just one who listens to his elders, never argues with them, never talks back to them. All of these sort of were bad things to do, and I, I was always concerned about doing the right thing. So, so to me, you know, doing the right thing meant, oh, you know, espousing the values that were given to me by my elders. Even though now I realize it was pretty much intimidation and manipulation, but that's how I was scripted at that time. Well, that that's not unlike
1: a, a lot of us <laughs> who grew up in dysfunctional families here yeah. in the, in Western culture. So, yeah. so, um, but it, an extended family is very different. I mean, how many generations
0: were living in your household? Uh, it was just my parents, uh, me and my sister, and my grandparents. Okay. So, just one generation back. Okay. To two, two basically.
1: Okay. Now, you, you stepped into healing uh, because uh, you, you wanted a, an e- easier path for transformation. How, how did that transpire? Yeah,
0: I, I was, uh, you know, from a very early age, I was into meditation. Uh, uh, my, my parents were kind of ill informed so they kind of put me off the path because I was just getting too deep into it. Maybe they made the right decision. I don't question any of that at this point because I've already made it. But, uh, you know, they they did not want me to go very deep into spirituality. Um, Now, however, when I grew up, basically, it, it changed. You know, so as I was trying to move on to a life where I would not have to deal with so much trauma and suffering, I ended up, you know, creating some very challenging circumstances for myself. Initially because I you know I was I, I went to Canada in, in and I w- when I was eighteen then I came back to Pakistan at the age of uh, twenty four after that you know I kind of had a challenging time with uh, people back home because it was just a you know I went to Canada you know try you know got accustomed to that culture then came back and like I had a difficult time to kind of get yeah, used exactly. to everything you know but Long story made short, what ended up happening is I, I had an interest in spirituality. I had an interest in meditation, and I wanted to dig into it. So I finally found a company. It was Learning Strategies Corporation, and I began to experiment with their tools. The problem with, the, with, with that technology was that I wanted to have a lot of different skills. They offered all of them, but they offered them in separate CDs, There would be a CD for thinking. There would be a CD for creativity. There would be a CD for trauma resolution. uh, You know, all all the different aspects of life, they were like kind of all, you know, scattered. And I would want it all. And I would go from CD... That that became a full-time job along with the other full-time job I had. Like I was working from home, so I would just experiment with these tools. And I knew that there had to be an easier way. Somehow... Can we experience all these skills without the time investment, without the investment of energy? Because I had to literally clear my mind to get into the zone and then use the CD to get me the results. I wanted to make all of that easier, effortless, so that I would be able to get the results without the time investment, without the investment of energy. So as I began to dig deeper and deeper into that, I finally was able to... Make that possible with the use of codes, which is the work I do now. So, you know, uh, that's we can talk more about codes. But Well, I I want. okay. so I
1: I do. I want to ask you, Okay, so what is a code and what can it do? So let's let's look at first. What is the code?
0: Yeah. A code is uh, more or less, you can say, an umbrella uh, or a bucket, if you go, if you will, for energies. So so imagine that you read a code and all of a sudden you, you experience this rainfall of energy. So, so just like you take a phone, you know, you, you take a phone, you dial a number on the phone, you know, and you connect with the frequency of that person. When you read a code, you're connecting with certain frequencies. So the reason I said it's an umbrella or bucket is because you could put a whole bunch of frequencies in the code. The dilemma, the challenge I had was that there were so many things i wanted to do and i i needed to do everything individually
1: so can can we specifically talk about one code let's let's take weight loss because i think uh, most of us have got a little weight to lose so i have <laughs> let's let's look at that i've been eating a lot of cookies lately so how would working with if somebody has a, a weight issue they want to lose 10 20 50 pounds how does the code work?
0: Yeah, usually people who have weight challenges uh, ha- have them chronically, you know. So um... oh, I'm sorry, we lost you. Okay, so usually people have issues, they have them chronically. know, they have struggled with weight for some time and usually the reason they have struggled they understand the reason their own way. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you what the real problem is. As your body changes, Jennifer, and everybody who's listening, as your body changes um, and, and you put on fat, your energy changes. So, so it's, we talk about a fat body. There's something called a fat soul, a fat person. Fat actually accumulates in energy form on the actual person. You feel heavier. You know, the body is heavy, yes, but you okay, feel so heavier in your energy. It's yeah. it's
1: more dense, maybe kind of a laden feeling. It
0: slows you down. Yes. Yeah, basically, you know, if you are overweight on some level, it, it's slowing you down energetically. It's like, it's, you may become unconscious, you may lose conscious awareness of it, but it's slowing you down, on you know, on the energy level. So, you know, it's it's like a weight on your energy and it's something you're just accumulating on top of all the energy, you know, that you, you are, you know.
1: So I, would you say that you're literally kind of dragging like a ball and chain
0: with you, behind you with... Well, you know, there are people out there who are quite obese and they are functional and they're actually quite functional and they're doing well in their work. So we can't make a generalization that you know, if you have a weight problem, then you, then you can't do anything. That's not, you can't function or, that's no, that, not the truth. That's
1: not, that's not what I mean. I'm not saying yeah. that people cannot function, but what I'm asking is you, you said that it, it lowers your vibration. So, it, so uh, yeah. I was likening it to kind of dragging something with you.
0: I think it, it, it impacts you in, in two ways, very specifically. One, it tends to destroy your morale. Okay, that's so in point. general, yeah, in general, if you you know when you lose weight, you have more energy to do things. You know, it releases energy to do what you want to have to do or have want to do. Uh, you know, if you if you are uh, overweight, it sort of demoralizes you on the energy level. Yes. Yeah. So that's one problem. The other problem is that it it makes you feel unattractive. Now, now you may not see yourself in the mirror all the time. Uh, You may not be in front of people all the time, but that sort of feeling unattractive tends to lower your sense of esteem, your sense of self-worth.
1: Well, yeah, every time you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I'm fat.
0: And even when you don't, see, this is the problem. Even when you don't, uh, the vibration is there. Uh So so you are, you know, you're living in that energy. It's almost like this. Uh, Just the fact that you can't see it, uh, let's suppose a person's overweight, they are on the on the bed and they don't see, they don't look at the mirror at all. Does that mean the, the, the energetic problem resulting from uh, excess fat is gone? No, it's not no. gone. It's there. So it slows you down. And you may not have conscious awareness of it. You may think uh, I'm all, all right. But it's slowing you down. It's demoralizing you. And it it lowers your sense of self-worth. It's always, you know, if if you had to do certain things that require high self-worth, you would be a whole lot more you know daring to go for those things if you had less weight on you okay so let's let's look at the bright side of this yeah yeah
1: so so let's say that um i want to lose 20 pounds and i get the weight loss code what's it going to do for me will is it going to help my self esteem
0: as well as help me lose weight yes and it will even change the way you look so yeah because because the changes from the weight loss code are really from the inside out. You know, you, you start losing.
1: We lost you there for a second. You froze. So Kareem will be back with us in just
0: a moment. Kind of lost um, each you know. other. Yeah. Oh, you've... did we lose you? Well, maybe let's lost me. Okay. Yeah. So what I was saying is you, you when you use the weight loss, code, it, it releases this, this burden on your soul and on your body from the inside out So start feeling lighter, you start looking sort of, even though not much has shifted on the scale, but that burden that I've been talking about, that burden starts going away immediately. So, okay. so, so, you, you so know, your usually...
1: energy, your energy will lighten up
0: then. Absolutely. That's okay. a, as the immediate shift that people okay. start feeling to feel lighter. Okay. And as a right, feel so... lighter, they have more energy.
1: So let's talk about, you've got, a. how
0: many different codes
1: do you have
0: that you could use for people? Well, we have the weight loss code. We have the soulmate code. Um, Yeah, we have um, a code to improve health and wellness. Uh, We have several codes to improve health and wellness. We have- um, The finance code? For financial financial success. We have the, uh, uh, you know, somebody who has lost their passion in life, and they, they want to have more focus, more clarity, more productivity. That's that's one area I can help people with. And uh, what
1: about intuition?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I have codes to help people develop uh, healing abilities. So with those codes, you can actually send healing to other people and, and have better psychic intuition. Uh, develop your third eye. You know, become more sensitive to energy with the with the Clair code that you know we you have been using. Okay. Yeah, so
1: what, those... about, what about uh, somebody that isn't fully awakened and they want to awaken and speed up the process? What would you do for them?
0: Well, the first thing I would ask a person who wants to awaken is um, what, what makes you think that you're not awake? And, and I know that that's kind of a, <laughs>
1: no, uh, that's a good th-
0: question. That doesn't make any sense because <laughs> the person who is not awake, you know, they're like, why, 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 what, what makes me think I'm not awake? So usually that's where the problem is. You see, when a person says, this is why I feel I'm not awake, I'm making too many mistakes in life, or, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I encounter, I, I go from the same relationship, uh, I go through the same relationship again and again, I, I seem to be blind to, so we need to define what it means to be not awake. The way I define it is, you are blinded to certain aspects of yourself, and as a result, they are tending you to be dysfunctional in certain areas of your life. So, you know, is there such a code as a spiritual awakening code? Well, I would rather say no. I would not do that. I would say, which area of your life do you want to awaken? We begin from there. Yeah, we begin there. So something that is really a pain point, we begin there. And usually as you do that, you begin to see the very roots of their karmic challenges. And as you begin to unravel that, that story for them and for yourself, you begin to realize, oh, that's what they mean by not awakened. People do not necessarily understand if they're saying, I'm not awake. They you know, need to pinpoint what they are challenged with. I, I need to um,
1: share our, our phone-in numbers in case anybody wants to call in. Uh, there's two numbers, 888-627-6008 and 323 744 4831 and uh, we are going to be taking callers if you have a question for Kareem that you'd like to ask uh, Kareem I want to rewind now you've written a couple of books uh, let's talk about your uh, vision and reality what is the why did you write that book uh,
0: Jennifer the reason I was I was very very intrigued with <laughs> The nature of adversity is because I've experienced too much. <laughs> so, so let. So, is this book about adversity? It is about adversity. It's about breaking free of adversity and and being able to chart your own course when you're struck with uh, an event or a situation that you did not want.
1: All right. So, let's talk about what what could
0: adversity be? Could it be cancer? It could be cancer. It could be. Um, something you were looking forward to achieve and it didn't happen. Uh, something, you know, I just slowed it down or you got rejected or relationship it could, issues. It could be a relationship breakup. It could be a loss of a job. It could be, you know, anything. Uh, the, uh, I, I use the term adversity quite loosely. I u- use it to mean energy that you did not want. Okay. Stuff, yeah. It's like somebody said something mean to you. That's that. I just call it adversity for the lack of a better word, okay. because at the end of the day, you know, the book talks about that, that problem that is not what happened. It's the communication you create in your mind in response to it that stops you. So the book actually takes you through like a you know, systematic uh, series of energetic protocols to break free of what initially started in your mind toward what you want so it's like really if I had to summarize the book it's about you start with what you don't want and you turn into what you do want that's basically what the book is about so you start with any energy that is that is troubling you and you just kind of read even if you read the book cover to cover it will shift your energy toward what you want you'll get some level of relief even just as you read through the ideas and you can think about them and you can apply them but really if you just read through the entire book it will create a shift in energy so what? you talk about in your book about
1: reality yeah Let, let's look at <laughs> let's look at reality um, now your reality may be different than my reality and uh, sarah's reality may be different than star's reality so so what is reality
0: yeah, reality is also like a loose term for me, and I, I think I, I have kind of used it loosely in the book. I can think I,
1: can I stop you for one second? So I hear that reality doesn't exist. Is that true?
0: Not without the observer. <laughs> yeah. What do, because, you, what do you mean by that? Well, that means that uh there is no universe without you. Universe is 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 moving the way it's moving because you're thinking the way you're thinking. So You're part of the package because, of reality. Because we are
1: thinking a certain thing, yeah. we're creating a version of our own like reality, correct?
0: As you're thinking, you are forming vibrations within you, which are setting up forces of attraction from the universe toward you. So, so, what I'm saying is that if we removed you from from the from the entire equation, the universe is not the same anymore. The universe there's no such thing as all this out there and me no by you by virtue of you thinking what you're thinking is the stuff moving the way it's moving everybody is actually one energy except they're all thinking in other uh, separate separate ways which in Cumulative, cumulatively is creating the experience we call the existence.
1: So let's talk about victim, victim energy, victimhood, and believing that the world is a crappy place and uh,
0: mm-hmm. my
1: life. It is. is a
0: crappy place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure can be.
0: <laughs> but you can create a heaven on it. Uh, on it. So yeah,
1: yeah. so let's talk about that. So yeah. there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, things that are happening on our planet right now that uh, many of us don't like. <laughs> and so how can we change this version of reality and change the channel and, and make it something magnificent that we all can enjoy?
0: Yeah. So let's go back to that that thing called adversity, right? All of this stuff is adversity. It's the stuff you don't want. And, and and by virtue of us being in that situation, what ends up happening is that certain thoughts are created in our mind, right? As we create those thoughts, we end up, you know, creating certain results. If we want to break free of this uh, flow of uh, the world, so to speak, our dr- job really is to is to set an intention where we are not impacted by it. You see, this is this is the other thing. People are really trying to change what's outside, and and that's very unnecessary. What we really want to change do, what's outside outside you mean, yeah the outside the world, world is, yeah the outside world we're trying to change it. Uh, what we really want to change is how it's impacting us. Okay, and that's how do we, we want, do that? Well, the way you do that is is you first learn to discern exactly how it's impacting you. So self-awareness, you begin with self-awareness, you examine your thinking. So in meditation, all the work I do with the codes, they, it helps you sort of drill backward. So it's almost like people are living you know, as if here and, and the codes try to remove one layer, second layer, third layer, fourth, until you're able to touch the core of who you are. So, so let's talk about somebody that's got a, a let's just say a cheating spouse. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yep. so. How I have, had one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know what it's like.
1: <laughs> I, I, I have had two. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so, so <laughs> <laughs> we could <laughs> maybe want to open up all the wine now. <laughs> so. So, how do we change? Is it the changing the perception of it? It's not like ignoring the fact that the, the spouse cheated, but is it looking at it, what did I have to do with it, or should I blame myself? How do we
0: look at it differently? Well, the very first thing, something that you pointed out, and I want to second that: never, like if you want to be awake, never be in denial. It's, it's the total opposite of being awake. You know, if you're in denial about, about reality and you just want to sugarcoat it it's there's anything but spirituality. So it's like uh, half the time people are saying, Oh, look at things positively and they're dodging the dodging, this thing called reality. It's like, no first acknowledge and accept what has happened. It, you, you can never be, you can never be awake if you're blind or if you're blinding yourself or telling oh, yourself okay. lies.
1: So we're talking about awareness here, right? Yeah. 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 So be aware of our personal responsibility be aware of
0: what we did to create it perhaps yeah and and I think you know sometimes we may not have any had anything to do with it like I I had that situation where I did not necessarily but I was like you know it's almost like if I were to recall my experience uh, the, the person is asking me if I can just do it if I can just go and ha- sleep with this person and I'm like well, what do I do here? do I say no? Because I'm weak enough to not embrace or accept what, she will, what the, how that will affect me? Or do I say, no, you should not do it because it's wrong? I had a challenge with my own values here. Like, what am I supposed to do? Be, be a strong person and just say, uh, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't affect me? So I was in denial about my own feelings. Huh? Yeah, I was in denial about how it would affect me. And maybe I wanted to experience it to see how it would impact me. So if she did it, and I, I did experience it, and it kind of damaged me. But what I need what I had to learn from that is um, if I wanted a different outcome in that situation, what would I do? I think I would still let it happen. I think it woke me up to embrace, you know, the reality of wh- who I was dealing with. Now it that may not be the case with everybody, but I think in a situation where people are sort of uh trying to discern better. So I, I think that's that's one of the challenges that happen when a spouse cheats on, on their spouse. It's, it's, you know, it, it's something that you need to cut through in terms of what led you to, to sort of um, participate in the experience. Because, because participation is how it happens. If, you, if the spouse cheats, it may be passive participation, not active participation. But what I mean to say is that, you know, usually if you did not know that they were doing this and you came to learn about it in hindsight, I think you are pretty behind your spouse. So they're pretty much acting what, up on what do you. What do you mean by that? Well, yeah. they're, they're acting up on you and you're not aware of it. So you're totally blind to who they are. So this is a quick, good wake-up call and you should basically make some decisions about whether you want to continue. I think the problem with people that happens is that, they they first go through this process of feeling you know betrayed and resentful and angry and it's like all this roller coaster of emotions. Don't let them see the fact that it could just be uh, that gift you're looking for. And the reason it could be that gift you're looking for is because it helps you go past who you were.
1: Okay, so we're talking about finding the silver lining in every situation, yes.
0: even yes. in the crapshoot. Yeah, yeah, because you see. The, the silver lining usually is in the form of self-awareness. It begins there. So, you, you know, whenever we hurt, hit with adversity or anything bad, the first thing we need to do is look inside for what how we have created that reality. Now, that does not mean that we are to be blamed for it or we should be guilty about it. That means more, more likely the, the case really is that we were blinded to something that we sort of ignored and then it hit us like this. So, so, so... You know,
1: what what about, what about, could we have created it because we have a
0: fear that we're going to be cheated on? Well, you could have fear. And that's why you, you choose to believe in some fantasy reality and not the true reality. You see, so it's like, even if it's happening, you sort of want to believe that it won't happen because you're afraid of confronting the situation if it did happen. If you have, have a fear of being cheated upon, the, the way that fear would generally manifest is you would not confront, not confront. Well, you
1: know, it, the, the, it, the, that was not the case in my situation. I, uh, I, you know, I, I as soon as I discovered it, I, you know, brought it up and talked about it. But, the but other, did you have
0: a fear of being cheated upon? I think in, in your case, Jennifer, it might just be, it might just be a, a lack of lack of discernment in how how you saw the person. Well, I'm laughing about this
1: because my yeah. my mother <laughs> gotta love our moms. My mom said to me, "Well, that's an experience you've never had before." <laughs> so maybe I need to, needed to have that experience so that that I could then have more compassion for people that, you know, when I'm working with them, overcoming trauma.
0: Yes, and and, and what I would suggest is that, you know, the thing that you want to look at in terms of your participation in it, Jennifer, or anybody in your situation. I didn't participate in the cheating. You did not participate in the cheating, but you participated in being blind to it. So usually what I'm trying to say is that, you know, these. the universe never presents you with a reality just like that. There are always yellow alerts before there are red alerts. So, you know, this is part of the work I do with people. I try to help them not make mistakes and live a life on a higher vibration by being able to sense oncoming dangers better. Okay. So let's talk about, you have a
1: snare code, which having a narcissistic mother and, and I, you know, I talk about narcissism and, and how, if we've had a narcissistic mother, we could be blind to scam artists and being scammed. And, and so let's talk about the Snare Code. How does it work?
0: Uh, I, I think Snare Code is part of uh, a whole series of codes that help you kind of break through situations that seem a certain way, but they really aren't that way. So usually what, and, and, and this is not anything untied to the idea of adversity that we're talking about, because the book Vision Reality talks about how to change the energy to what you want. But this is the problem with how, you know, reality or adversity presents itself. The way it presents itself is often a deception. So we, we, a deception. We feel like we have failed. We got rejected. Or some, you know, we broke broke up with the, uh, our partner. It just feels very depressing, very bad. Okay. V- very, you know, challenging and what, and, and, and. It's a deception. That's not the truth of the situation. But this, this emotional ride that we take, going through all these stages of grief and anger, resentment, betrayal. Yes, they are all necessary because they are the milestones you need to complete before the truth of the situation can become evident. So when you talked about the snare code, there's another code called the fraud debunker. The psychic fraud fraud, fraud debunker. Okay. So it's almost like the the code is based on the idea that what is presenting itself is not really what it says it is. You can look at a person. So when you activate that fraud debunker code for for a person, it kind of takes them into a spin about what reality is. Because you're looking at the same person, like, have I met this person? Yes, i this person. I see something else now. So it's usually, you know, stuff about people and situations that we miss okay. because of the way we're
1: programmed. Uh, okay. So let's talk about the soulmate code, because I think sure. this, this is very exciting because um, the soulmate code does a lot of things for somebody, correct? So yes. can you shed some light on what the soulmate code does?
0: The soulmate code, I would say, is uh, the code that um, I would give anybody who is blinded in romance and love. So usually, if they have made mistakes with, with romantic partners, they've chosen the wrong partner, they keep going through the same relationship again and again, or um, they're just, you know... Um, okay, so, ch- so in other words,
1: so let's just say that um, <laughs> you keep marrying narcissists or yeah. you, you keep uh, attracting people who cheat on you. Yeah. you know? yeah. Different face, but same relationship all over again. Yeah.
0: Okay. And that's what I've am i have been talking about that like I've been putting my finger on it. It's your participation in the game that creates that reality. So if I go and went back to my experience with the cheating, uh, the, you know, my, my wife cheated on me or what, you know, that ex-wife now. Uh, That experience had a lot to do with me not being able to discern the kind of person she is. Now, why is that? Because I am blinded to who I am. Ah, Yeah. So I have accepted a false self as my true identity. And as a result of that, everything in my life is dictated by the paradigm of that false self. That's how I see the world. That's how I process everything. And that's how I will, you know, see her. So if she's going to say, oh, can I sleep with, it? I'm thrown into some kind of a bind. I'm not caught up with the, with the reality that, oh, this sh- this is clear information. I need to move on. I did not do that. I did not do that. I, I said, let's, do what you have to do and just let me know if you did it or not. So so, <laughs> <laughs> so
1: that, this is what leads to suffering. So so we we may decide to hang on to the relationship when it's taken a turn for something we really don't want but we we love that person and maybe they, they could
0: be abusive they it, it doesn't have to be cheating, right? Let me let they, me just let me just stop you right there. We love that person. Yeah. Because we do not know ourselves. End of discussion. If we knew who we truly are, there would be no love, no indifference, just a neutral feeling. No attraction. We're attracted to what we are. So I, I attracted a psychopath into my life. So does that mean that you're a psychopath? I'm a food for psychopath. I'm food for psychopaths. <laughs> okay. I, I not, attract you know, what I am. Yeah, see, this, yeah. This, is, this is where people get it confused. You attract what you are. Psychopaths attracting psychopaths. psychopath. No, no, it's not that black and white. The way you attract is you attract what's inside you. you. It's like a polar equivalent. Like if I'm food for psychopaths, I will attract psychopaths. psychopath. So for me, in my case,
1: because I'm an empath, yes. I tend to attract narcissists. Well,
0: empath is nothing wrong. But blind is a lot wrong. <laughs> right? If you're blinded to narcissism because of past upbringing, yes, yeah. then, blinders, then the blinders are the coming. U- universe off is going to send you exactly what you need to wake up. Exactly, yeah.
1: exactly, yeah. yeah.
0: So, so that's what it is. You know, you and, and and that's the kind of person we are attracted to. That's the kind of person we feel love for. And the people who could truly deserve us would would, if, would elude us. Com- would, you know elude us completely because that's not the person we are yet. And the soulmate code does exactly that. It brings out. Who you truly are. So it 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 if it, it vaporizes the false self. And that's like a very cathartic process. You've gone through it and you see how challenging it could have been. But basically it it, it this it clears all those blinders through which you see yourself, which is where your focus completely shifts. So you know, you may want a mediocre person and then you attract all the challenges with that mediocre person. But now with the soulmate code, you somehow like give it a complete break and you begin to develop exploration. Uh, you go through a journey of exploration about who you are. You, you begin there. Well, always like, everybody's trying to find their partner. Well, <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, you can find a partner and you can be abused by that partner. And then you leave that partner and then you may do it again. Well, then it's right. time to stop right now. You
1: know? what, Ga- what Gandhi said is be the love you wish to find. And so yeah, yeah. when we work on ourselves and improve who we are, becoming yeah. more in love with who we are, then we attract someone who loves themselves Except as well. Jennifer,
0: who are we? Who are we? Let me say, in love with who we are. We need to discover who we are before we can love that person. Oh, absolutely. So, so yeah. the problem is the reason we can discover is because we are blinded by these psychopaths and narcissists, and that blindness attracts them to us. So, so what the soulmate code does is this is, brings down these blinders through which we see the world. We don't even know ourselves. Loving ourselves is a very distant path.
1: Oh no, I I understand that. That's, yeah.
0: that's, so first, we need to become very very aware of who we truly are versus what people have made us into. Yeah, I, and I, I then we can what, even consider if you understand the meaning of love. They need I think to people are jumping the gun. Date themselves, right? So well, it's it's not even hate themselves. Just no, 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 not track. not
1: not hate. Date. We have to hate, date hate ourselves. Themselves.
0: Yeah, and and what I'm saying is that people. You know, people keep talking about love and and, and bliss and all and, and and this these are all nice and positive and very, very cute ideas. Except the problem with these ideas is that it doesn't acknowledge reality. These ideas are principles, these are the laws of the universe. However, you can only accept and understand the laws of the universe if you are in full acceptance of the reality of the world. The world is full of toxic people, difficult people, horrible people, very challenging people. And you need to work through that. That's the energy people are dealing with every single day. And they're trying to be positive. Well, first, not, let's not be positive. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's wake up to the full horror of what you're dealing with. And then you can also decide if love is something you even understand. And then you can choose to understand it. So it's like a real, the problem with, you know, the self-improvement where it's going is it's trying to dodge us into this this fantasized reality when when what we're dealing with on a daily basis is a pure horror show, so you know and and it's it's not a good idea to say you know this is all positive and then this is the positive in it well first let's see the reality in it. Let's fully acknowledge without denial what's happening and then we can upgrade its vibration so that it's what we want so you know what Gandhi did for example is is a good is a good example you know. Because he did not, he was not in denial about where things are. He, he was, he traveled through India and he, he saw how, how everything was working, you know, how bad things were. And then, then he started awakening the masses. He did not just shoot in the air. So you, this is what we need to do. We want to go on the path of awakening with the full realization of exactly what we're dealing with. And then gradually raise this vibration to one of love, bliss, and, you know, spirituality. But first, we need to be very, very in tune with where we are, because this is, the, this is the problem. If we are not fully caught up with the experience we are having, and we just start sugarcoating, sugarcoat it, we go into denial. And that denial is going to bring on more mistakes and more narcissists and more psychopaths, because we keep attracting what we are. You see that?
1: I, I do, uh, which, which leads me to... <laughs> Okay, so how can we move out of denial?
0: Well, the way we move out of denial is, um, I think, I think there, there is one way to move out of denial right away, is uh, stop lying to yourself about the situation.
1: Well, I, I, I think that the truth though is that most people don't recognize that they are lying to themselves.
0: Yeah, and, and, and usually, you know, I, I think the challenge with not being able to recognize that is because they're being scripted by other people. Let's say something bad happens, Jennifer. Usually what ends up happening is people telling us, oh, it's okay, you'll be okay, you'll be all right. Well, hold on a second. I'm not all right. And I need to process that I'm not all right. And let me stay there before you're trying to dodge my emotions to go into a realm where I'm not yet. So it's like if, if I broke up with my spouse, for example, I, I need to stay there. I, I, I cannot start now thinking that, OK, uh, let me have another relationship. Well, no, Oh, you, you have to yeah. heal from where you're at. I, and I have to not before I can even heal. I need to accept on a very deep level what I am going through. So I think it's about really not slowing down but backing up completely. People in general, what ends up happening is they experience you know, some, some, some challenge or some, some situation and then you know, they go out on their job and then they're starting to focus on that and drown ground the emotion. They're going to ground that emotion in the midst of other realities. No, 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 no. If you are going to go into meditation and you're going to basically dig, then you're going to be confronted with that emotion again and again and again. Usually what ends up happening for people is that they do not do that. They start talking to other people, they start discussing and they start doing their work and they they just jump into things so fast that the core emotion that they were experiencing, they kind of go way past that. Well, they stuff
1: it. I mean, we we stuff emotions with food, with alcohol, with medications and a lot of things, you know, just suppress the emotion. So
0: many people don't know how to move through- and, and that's because they don't, they don't, uh, I think they don't have a way to kind of slow it down right. where they are able to experience the emotion without suffering from it. I think that's, that's where I try to help people where I give them, give them a way to experience what they're experiencing without suffering with it.
1: Okay. Okay. As so a
0: result, yeah, you can break so free of it.
1: If somebody comes to you and they go, well, you've got, you know, 200 codes here, where do I begin? Well, I don't have 200 codes. Well, however many
0: you have, <laughs> you have a lot of codes. I, I would, I would. The first thing I would ask them is, how happy are you with your life? Okay. And if there's something that makes you unhappy, what is it? So I begin with their pain. Uh, it's not a good idea to just, like, I, I, you know, I wrote a book on the codes, and what it talks about is, you know, this this technology is not just to be like, let me see how it feels. Uh, that's not what the technology is. You want to have very clear reference point from which to measure how, what change means to you. So, you know, if the if the person is not very clear about that, they need to develop that clarity and I can help them through that. Okay. I can help them develop the clarity of what hurts them the most, what challenges them the most, and then we begin there.
1: So would you say that a code is kind of like the software for the individual helps them to operate at a higher level?
0: uh I think it's beyond that. Uh, uh, you know, we, we Jennifer, we were talking about this concept of software and hardware. Yes. You know, so hardware is how your higher self works, how it focuses the energy of the individual. So uh, the code actually goes to that level. It not only reprograms your mind to to perceive differently. It actually reprograms your mind to the point where the energy of the higher self is influenced by the code. So the hardware of the person is also moved. The code, and sometimes what ends up happening is you know, different everybody's different. You know, uh, uh people have the idea that a higher self is, is perfect, it's not perfect, it's evolving, it's, right. it's much higher than who you are, yes. but it is, it is evolving, it has its own journey, and, and you're on that journey. Well, that's that's why we incarnate, right? Is is yeah. so that we will continue to evolve, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's why everybody's not an Einstein or everybody's not a, a, a Michael Jordan, everybody has a different focus on a different gift, that's because the underlying hardware of that person is, is different. Everybody has a different hardware. As a result, we have different interests. We have different you know, uh, gifts. We have different ways of, of communicating and interacting with other people. Everybody's different for the reason that the hardware is different. The software itself could be a series of ideas and programs that you can install with a CD or what, but to the degree that your hardware is resisting it, you're not going to move forward. So the code kind of breaks that barrier and goes to the energy of the higher self and moves that energy as well, because that's where, you know, change where people are resisting it most can happen. Even though the higher self is kind of programmed to resist it, but it's it's not going to, it's not going to keep resisting. It can, it can, it can be influenced with the code. And usually it's when, when you need to influence the higher self to create change, that's when people can experience a lot of, you know, detox effects with the code as well because because you're going to that level of energy to create change in your life it's worth it but it's it has a price right
1: so let's talk about what are some of the we will we'll call the the side
0: effects of working with the code well you know uh, it okay i i don't want to talk too much about it negatively without with also you know having a disclaimer about it that it's it's really to the degree that a person is challenged with the result that they're trying to seek, they're seeking to achieve. So imagine that you know, you're here and the goal is here and this is all you need to do to merge with the goal. Well, you're going to do it easy. It's not going to be such a challenge. But where the goal is like that, like there's, I, I mean, I can't even go beyond because I, then people can't uh-huh. see my hands. But, but it's, if, it's, if it's that big a gap, And, 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 and every time you move forward, you know, you're confronting some real horror from your past, basically, then it's, it's like a bumpy ride, you know, you're just kind of trying to acclimate, acclimate, acclimate. And in doing so, sometimes what can happen is the body can have a challenge because you're going through so much transformation so fast that, you know, your, your mind could uh, just sort of, uh, uh, I think the best way to deal with a detox is to just sit back and let it happen. I think the real problem that people go through is when they're trying to do other things at the same time. If they weren't doing that, I think they would be able to sit still and let that kind of work through their mind, however it needs to work through. It's when you're trying to do that and do other things at the same time that it's like an uphill right. Well, you know, the way our our Western culture works is
1: people continue to just push on through and... Um, you know there's we've had solar flares on the planet like coming you know from the sun of course uh, and and all kinds of other things that affect us and there was a I guess it was maybe a week or so ago and uh, I know that several people were going through this kind of I won't say dark night of the soul but you know where they just kind of I did it for three days I I just kind of um was quiet. I uh, rested. I, I stayed uh, on my couch and and didn't do too much. And and then kind of came out of it for the better. So yeah. that's what you're talking about,
0: right? Yeah. The yeah. body to restore itself. That would ease the side effects significantly because that's what I do. You know, I I've gone through a lot of change with the codes myself, and you know, it's it's usually those moments I, I just take a break. I don't keep pushing through, because if I try to do that, then I'm I'm setting myself up for failure. And then, you know, I would blame the codes, but it's it's not really the codes. It's just a matter of letting the change pass through your energy until it's completed. Can we talk about,
1: uh, so we we talked about the soulmate code. Uh, You have a health and wellness code, correct? Yes. And what does that do?
0: Well, it uh, is is designed to help people who have sicknesses, uh, illnesses, or um, you know, chronic or you know,
1: diabetes, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. So let's talk about the success that you've had because I, I know you've had some great success with that um, yeah. that
0: code. Yeah, it's the 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 way th- this code works is it you know is almost like this basically. Here's how I see a sick body, and that's where the code is, like the health code. You do not, you know, this is not an elevator like, woof, okay, i become healthy now. No, it's something that you sort of go... Gradually. Slow, gradually, step by step by step by step. So there's several codes in that in that realm. Uh, one of the codes is to basically... Uh, it's a wellness code. It's something that creates a healthy vibration in the body so that anything... That bespeaks of illness or disease, or it is just sort of heal and ramp up with the vibration of help. Um, usually, that ends up, you know, helping people experience pain relief very, very, very immediately. You know, uh, their underlying function may not be restored on the, on the same day, but but the pain can start going more away uh, more rapidly. So, people who are in, in a lot of pain, if they use that code, then they can experience relief very much faster than uh, before all the function is revived. So then there is a code for reviving function. So let's say for example, you know, somebody is, is losing, uh, uh, I've, I've been able to heal scars on my skin that have basically been there for many, many years with, with that code. So it's, that code is like, I, you know, one way to say this is an anti-aging code, but it's really revives the body's functions. Again, this is not something that will happen overnight. It's something that happens slowly. I had a tooth. I, I did not, you know, uh, go through a root canal surgery. It was pretty much I could not eat with it. The moment I would eat with it, I would, I would just completely, you know, you know, freak out in pain. I, I began healing on that tooth for several months, and now I can eat with it. I cannot eat something very hard with it, but I can eat with it. So if I am, if I'm able, before I could not eat at all. So you know what I'm saying is that you know there, there are results but there, there's improvement there, there's a woman who you know she's my aunt and she had a lot of pain her sciatic sci- sciatic nerve that sciatic sciatic nerve was uh, is blocked uh, you know it happened due to something I, I don't know what the cause was but but she was in extreme pain extreme pain
1: Probably. And,
0: and yeah, yeah. And, and she, she could not walk mm-hmm. she could uh, barely move in and, and, and her Her toes would be swollen and there would be extreme pain in her legs. So, you know, she has started to uh, walk more. Uh, Her pain is a whole lot better. She's able to sleep at night. She could not sleep before. So what I'm saying is that, you know, uh, as I explained to you last time, Jennifer, this is not a Jesus Christ miracle (laughs) healing. (laughs) It's something that is gradual, gradual, gradual gradual thing that, you know, kind of keeps building upon each uh, one uh, every single day.
1: Can we look at let's talk about the gentleman that had diabetes. Now, how long was he using the code? Was it six months?
0: Yeah, six months. And then he was he moved to a pre-diabetic pre-diabetes. Yes. Yeah. So it took like six months before that. That change took place, and some medications that he was taking were removed. Um, right. Yeah, so that, it's that's like amazing. that. That yeah, that's what you can expect. Okay. You can expect a gradual improvement of health and wellness. Yeah, in response to the. But I,
1: I like I like the way you say that it's it's not a, a, a Jesus healing. Poof, <laughs> <laughs> you're healed. It takes yeah. a little time. Okay, yeah. Yeah. so so if somebody is going through that type of a, a healing uh, with the code. Do you find do they just naturally sort of start steering away from the chocolate pudding and the ice cream and start eating more healthy is that part of what happens
0: Well let's talk so we're talking about weight loss now the weight loss is really a compendium of two sets of codes I, I that's what I would say one is where you sort of release this energy of fat from the inside out as I talked about it and the other is programming of behavior So so uh, when I would help somebody with their weight loss, I would ask them what habits are they're challenged with. Then I would I would reprogram those habits for them because you can look the, the weight loss code the, the the main main weight loss code the way it works is it actually releases the fat from the inside out and your body also starts releasing fat. Right, the body also starts doing that. Except if you're going to let's say. Uh, going to lose let's say half a pound in a day in response to that weight loss code and you had pizza you sabotaged it right so obviously your behavior has to be in alignment so it works in two directions it first releases this excess fat energy from the energy system from the body and i also reprogram the behaviors people experiencing as well as the obstacles that are in their way so for example sometimes the family members are not cooperative you know, right. there are all kinds of things. Weight loss is like, is not one code. It's like a series of situations that you have to overcome before you can keep making forward progress to your weight goal. Right. So you need to have a, comp- like, it's, it's a, you need to hold uh, heal all levels of, of your behavior that's challenged because of, you know, your life situation. So sometimes the life situation evolves. You know, I heal it and then I have to work with them again to heal the next level of it. If the life situation evolves, then they have developed new problems. So weight, weight is always in response to how your life is. Your life becomes more challenging than you, you need a boost in your weight loss efforts and you need a new level of healing. So it's an evolving code, Jennifer.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, as we're we're evolving, so then the code evolves as well. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and we are at almost at the top of the hour. So, so um, can you just share... Um, a couple of the codes that, like, if somebody was to come to you with, um, you know, maybe they've had trauma, and and a lot of people have,
0: what what would you recommend? Well, if a person has had trauma, it's most likely in response to uh, having been blinded to the situation that created trauma for them. So so what would...
1: Wait, no, let's just say they had trauma in their childhood. So Mm -hmm. trauma in your childhood has nothing to do with being blinded to it. It has to do with your family.
0: And at the end of the day, you know, uh, you can heal it to the degree that you awaken from that trauma, right? So you need to, okay, yeah. It's stuff that happens to us in our childhood. We may end up thinking that we have no say in it. But then, then we have these awakened children like uh, I don't know, we we have heard their names, and they are awake as children. Jennifer, how how would you describe them? So obviously, it's possible to to have away, awareness in childhood. Not everybody has it; very few people have. But we cannot dismiss the idea that personal responsibility is out when we are our children. So the only way—the reason I say personal responsibility—is because responsibilities response ability, able to respond, and usually what ends up happening is because we are so scripted from our past lives that we are naive and blinded, our family simply is a layer upon our past lives. They treat us exactly, and, and that's what people sort of don't, don't evolve as they reincarnate. They go through the same challenges again and again. So what I'm saying is if you want to reverse that, well, we're interested in reversing that. Right. Them feeling empowered. So if you want to feel empowered, you need to, it doesn't matter whether you're a child or you're an adult, you need to go back to who you were that created that trauma for you to begin with. Because at the end of the day, this is how I see it. There's a situation and there's your experience of the situation. Your experience of the situation is something you create, whether you're a child or an adult. Right, that's that's the the story that we, we... So you need to heal that story so it's an empowering story the story of truth, one of the codes is the story of truth. So it needs to be the story of truth. Even as you're a child, that that you feel like I'm a child, I, I am helpless, all of that is a story, all of that is a thought. All of that is something that, that reinforces the idea that you were a victim of that abuse. And you can choose to break free of that idea. And that will release the power that you want, mm-hmm. you see. So, so at the end of the day, it's, it's how we relate to the experience, that it continues to have an impact on us even to this day. It's how we relate to the experience. That story, that idea that whatever we, that processing is what we need to break free of. Then we can relate differently and recreate the past. And as a result, the trauma is gone. Right.
1: Right. Like spiritual reparenting. Yeah, Uh, Kareem, how can people get in touch
0: with you? What is the best way for them to reach you? It's email. My email address. It's my personal email address. They they can write to me. Uh, It's, Kareem, K-A-R, I'll spell it out. K as in kangaroo, A as in apple, R is in rabbit, I as in India, M as in Mary, underscore, Hamani, H as in Henry, E is in Elizabeth, M as in Mary, A as in apple, N as in Nancy, I as in India, at outlook.com.
1: Okay, so I'm going to go over that again. Hang on one second, got to find it. I have it written down here somewhere. Okay. So K-A-R-I-M underscore H-E-M-A-N-I at Outlook.com. Okay. So we have a segment at the end of each show. It's all bullshit. And you and I have talked about this. We laughed about it a little bit. So, So what do you think is the biggest bullshit on the planet these days? Um, Let's let's talk about that. What just just in in a in a just a short
0: little way. I I uh, often hear Bob Proctor saying, "We are you're the only problem you'll ever have, and you're the only solution." I think the fact that you're the only problem is is the greatest awakening. So we're the, we're all, we're the bullshit at the end of the day. We create our trauma with the thinking we hold firmly to. It's our assumptions about reality. It's about the other person may not have done something. Uh, You know, the situation may not have that. However, our blinders perceive reality in certain ways, and that creates our real experience, our trauma. So a lot of the trauma can be gone. It's all bullshit. (laughs) If we are able to see that we're contributing to it by virtue of the thoughts we think. The story. Yeah, the story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we create our own reality with the story
0: that we think. And we can break free of it. And that leads to end of suffering for, for, for whoever is desiring that.
1: Well, then the, the, other, the other aspect of that is that the world is not out to get you, but the universe is
0: here to support you. It's the yeah. Opposite, right? Yeah, and, and we, we created a, an affirmation with that, right? What stops me serves me. Let's say that again. What, what stops me serves me. What stops me serves, serves me. Yeah. Uh, what stops me emboldens me, empowers me. It's, it's your attitude at the end of the day that determines your, your, your reality. What you create in life, it's not what happens to you, right? That's what I know. It's not even a belief. I understand that. Yeah, so the, the universe is always supporting us. If, if we see that. Yes. And that's, by the way, part of the part of the evolution that the Vision and Reality book takes you through. It it helps you see that the universe is supporting you, except if you change your perception, and then you can see it. Where can people get your books? It's on Amazon. Okay. Um, Amazon, you know, if they are in Canada, they go to Amazon.ca, Amazon.uk if they're in the United Kingdom. If they are uh, in the U.S., Amazon.com. And if they just put my name there, Kareem Hemani. Vision. Vision and reality. Yeah. I think if they put the name of the book, they may not be able to find it, but if they put my name in there, Uh then they will be able to see uh, the books that I have there.
1: I went searching for it. It was a a bit of a challenge. So if anybody needs some help, um, they can also find you on Facebook, right? Yes, they can. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here, everyone. Thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. And uh, Kareem, I enjoyed it. And, uh, Lots of love to everyone and have a magical rest of your night. Thanks for being here. I'm Thank Jennifer Smith Masters. Much love.
0: I'm going back.